the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is SoCal Live with Scott Furrow. Join the conversation now by texting Scott in the SoCal Live studio at 213-537-3812. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Southern California Live. I'm Pastor Scott Furrow. Good to be with you today on this fine Monday in dark and rainy Southern California. Three more inches of rain we're going to get this weekend or this week, like tomorrow, like in one day, tomorrow, Wednesday. Anyway, uh, that's that's how it is. I guess it's good. We need we need the water. Question for you. Here's a big question. This is a question you can apply to your personal life. It's also one you can apply to the government. And I'm going to talk about that or your business or your church. Here's the question. You ready? Is there is it ever okay to hide the truth? Meaning, is it ever okay? What are the circumstances of it being okay for you to hide the truth and let people believe something that's not true for their own good? Where you'd make that determination about somebody else's good. You know, my dad, he used to teach an ethics course. And one of the things that he did in it was that he would ask the students, raise your hand if you think it's sometimes okay to lie. And most of the hands would go up. And then he would say to the same class, now raise your hand if you think it's okay for someone to lie to you. And most of the hands would go down. See, we have a different uh, perspective of falsehoods when they are told to us. So here's my question, and I'm writing this because of something that came out today. This is something that's important for us to understand. The uh, Twitter files, and I realize most of you are not on Twitter, so I will do my best to explain what this is. But the Twitter files are reports that are being put out, by the way, mostly by people who are liberal journalists, okay? This is not something that is being done by right-wing journalists, although the right-wing side of things is appreciative of this. It's being done by people who are liberal journalists, Matt Taibbi, uh, Michael Schellenberger, some few other people, who would consider themselves to be liberals. They are Democrats. They are not Trump voters, for example. Um, but they are have been hired to go through the files of Twitter. Once Elon Musk bought the Twitter social media company, he released a bunch of internal documents that have to do with a great many things. But one of those things has to do with how language was controlled during the COVID vaccine uh, pandemic, the COVID, the COVID pandemic related to the vaccine, related to the virus and all of this stuff. And this gets pretty complicated. I think this is one of the, this should be the, one of the biggest stories. The biggest story, if you ask me today, is that Russia and China are getting together and having a powwow. That's probably historically the biggest story. In, inside the country today, this should be the biggest country because what we are learning is that the government and media and social media conspire together to form a narrative about COVID, about the vaccines, and some of those things might be true, but some of those things that they let to be part of the narrative are not true. And what they decided ultimately, and this is documented, okay, this is documented through an organization called the Virology Project that gives its report 
uh, on how to control misinformation. You probably hear this misinformation term a lot these last few years. Well, what they're showing and what the Twitter files have repeatedly shown is that there are a lot of things that have been censored. There were a lot of people removed from social media or there were a lot of posts that people posted on social media and other places and even in the regular media that were flagged as misinformation or false that later turned out to be true. And whether or not they were initially known to be true is one thing. But later on, after things were were labeled as true, there was a movement, according to the Twitter files, to claim that certain assertions of fact or things that are true, such as the effectiveness of natural immunity, the notion that perhaps the COVID-19 virus leaked from a lab, other things like that, the fact that um, getting the the vaccine does not prevent transmission and getting the vaccine did not prevent people who received the vaccine from getting the COVID virus, um, that those things were considered disinformation events, even if they turned out to be true, even when later on we discovered that they were legitimate arguments or turned out to be true statements. They were still people were still getting censored for saying those things. This is a very serious thing. This is not just a private company, Twitter, doing this. This is Twitter working with other social medias, working with the CDC, our government, okay, and working with Stanford University, working with other schools, working with many in the media to create a narrative about what's true and what's false related to the COVID virus. Now, there are a lot of things that have been said on all sides that are not true. We can't even get into all of that. This is complicated enough, right? There is misinformation. There are things that people said that don't make any sense, right? I use the example a lot how one of the things was is that the uh, COVID virus was started by uh, cell towers, and this was a big one in Europe, and you burned down the cell towers, and there were a bunch of people doing that because they thought it was coming. You know, I read something one time that the reason for masks was because that little metal bar that goes over your nose on those paper masks that you buy at Costco or wherever, that that was an antenna and that the government was able to feed you information through these cell towers um, and through that little antenna in your mask to get onto your brain. There's crazy stuff out there where there's no truth. But there's also just been common sense, common sense from regular people that you are not allowed to say out loud. And this is what the determination of the Twitter files was, is that the public cannot be trusted to make judgments on its own. It must be shielded from truths that might undermine its faith in authority. This is not okay, to put it mildly. The number is 888-528-2557. If you want to join the conversation, 888-528-2557. My question is, is it ever okay for the government to hide the truth from you? particularly on things like public health. I think there are certain things, right, where, you know, I don't want to know everything that we might be doing in the intelligence community with respect to our potential wars and and other things going on militarily. I think there's certainly a place. But in this case, for example, with public health, what is it that we should just not know about? Is that something that's legit? So there's a a video that's been going around that's from 2021. I'd never seen this. It's going around today. And what this is, is it's Dr. Fauci and Muriel Bowser, mayor of Washington, D.C. in 2021, 
going into an inner city neighborhood to try to urge people to get the vaccine. And this is what they heard from some of the residents. People in America are not settled with the information that's been given to us right now. So I'm not going to be lining up taking a shot on a vaccination for something that wasn't clear in the first place. And then you all create a shot in miraculous time. It takes years to well, it, it used to take years. Okay, it used to. You know how you know how many years were invested in this in this approach? About twenty years of science to get us to be able to do it. Twenty years is not quickly. enough, and nine months is definitely not no. enough for nobody to be taking no vaccination that you all came up with. Now this is happening right on this uh, gentleman's porch, and you know what? The thing is, is it's hard to know what is true and false on certain things. You know, Dr. Fauci at that point was arguing that the, he means the R, M, I would say the RNA vaccine, mRNA vaccine is, has been researched for 20 years, that kind of technology, that's true. But at the same time, the, the current shots for the coronavirus had only been out a few months. And this citizen is saying, you know what, I'm not comfortable taking something that has not had long-term testing. Now, whether he should have that discomfort or not, don't you think he has a right to that? See, I don't. I think that a lot of Americans, regardless of your political persuasion, had that point of view and still have that point of view. Not everybody does. A lot of people raced out and got the shot right away. Lots of people had a lot of hesitancy. Many people who got the shot really didn't want it, but they needed it to keep their job or they needed it so they could go visit their loved one. There are a lot of, there's a lot of nuance to this, right? But the point is that what the Twitter files is showing, and once again, this is stuff that's being reported by by liberals, okay? It's not being reported by reporters who are on the right. It's it's being reported by reporters who have historically been on the on the left. They would still say that they are liberal. They would usually say they're not leftist, and there is a difference. But the point here is that this is a regular citizen who had the ability to say something and articulate something to Dr. Fauci and the mayor of Washington, D.C. when they were coming to his doorstep saying, hey, you need the the vaccine. This is what he said. The only reason I'm talking to you right now, as close as we are, is that I've been vaccinated. Right. But if it allow thousands of people like you don't get vaccinated, you're going to let this virus continue to percolate in this country and in this world. Something like the common flu then, right? That was his response. Now... In 2021, that was the argument that was being made, right? Initially, when the vaccines became available, the argument was if you get the vaccine, it's going to stop with you and you won't pass it along. And if you argued with that on the the Twitter machine or on your social media or in other places, you were shut down, deleted, you were banned. Now, let me ask you something. Who turned out to be right on that, the citizen or the professional standing in front of him? Citizen was right about this. And, and I'm like, I'm it's like much more concern. serious than the flu. Though. Well, the flu kills a lot of people annually, yeah. too. You know how many people died of the flu the last year? I mean, not this year, virtually none, but the previous year, about twenty to 30,000. You know how many people have died from COVID-19 in the United States? 600,000 Americans. Well, you, well, that, well the, the number that you all given that died, that's that once again... That's you all's number. Now, see, he doubts that figure, but there's a reason to doubt the figure. It is odd that nobody died of the flu all of a sudden when 30,000 people a year are dying beforehand. And now we know that there is a question about whether a person might have died of COVID. And many people did die of COVID. You know, there are people, I know people personally, who got the COVID 
virus and they died. They died of COVID. They didn't die of some secondary thing. They usually had other things going on that made their immune system weaker. That is almost always the case, case either with age or other health issues. However, they, they certainly died of COVID. COVID is what killed them. But there is plenty of reporting today that suggests that maybe some people in that figure, and it goes both ways. Some people think a lot more people died of COVID and it's just not reported. And other people think a lot less people really died of COVID. They just happened to die with COVID. I'm not talking about people who get in car accidents and for whatever reason, but it's put down COVID is what killed them. I'm talking about people who are in the hospital for some other illness and they're tested for COVID and they happen to have COVID and they died with COVID or the COVID might have expedited a death that was coming anyway. You know, there's a difference. There's an important nuance to all of that. This citizen is, is acknowledging that. And whether he's wrong or right, doesn't he not have the right to say it? Does he not have the right to make personal health decisions based on his intuition on this? Sometimes our intuition is wrong. Sometimes we deny having diseases. I know people who have clearly have cancer and still deny it right up to their death. They just deny being sick. I've known people like that. I've worked with people like that. You can be wrong. But I've also known people who are very right about getting a healthcare diagnosis and deciding, you know what, I want a second opinion because I don't think this is right. And they get a second opinion and find out it wasn't right. I've had that happen in my own family where my dad was just great about getting a second opinion when things would come up and sometimes a third opinion. And I've had that happen, in fact, in my own opinion. I, now that you got the Internet, I went and I read a medical textbook for something that my wife was going through one time. And we went to a doctor who was assigned to her. You, you get new insurance and sometimes they just give you a doctor, right? We went to this doctor's office and there was nobody in the waiting room, which should be a clue. And the craziest thing was is that he ultimately blamed her for it. He said, you're just having stress and it must be something on your mind. She was having these stomach pains. And I had read in this medical um, textbook that I read online, and he repeated that medical textbook word for word, except he never turned the page. The page was what you do in the follow-up, and he didn't do that. And I said, we're leaving this doctor because I read the same book he's reading, and he didn't read it. And we, sure enough, we went to another doctor and she gave the same answer at first, but then she went, the next step is, and she had read the textbook and sure enough, there was something that uh, my wife needed to have taken care of. There was a procedure and they took care of it. Um, If I had not said that, if we had said, okay, it must be just stress, it must be something that you, if we just took his word for it and not questioned it, I don't know if she would even be alive, frankly, she would certainly not be in good health. See, it's okay. Now, many times you go get a second opinion and that the first doctor's opinion is confirmed. Probably your doctor is doing a good job at um, at, at your treatment. And I would say that's that's true most of the time, but it is okay. In fact, I think a good doctor would be just fine with you getting a second opinion because a good doctor wants to be correct. The problem that we developed, and this is a huge deal, is that we have decided what happened with the Twitter files, what they're showing us is that the government and private organizations and the media and social media and universities such as Stanford decided that it's better off that you don't even know the truth. And they stopped you from saying things like this gentleman in D.C. This is Southern California Live. Scott Furrow, your host. The number is 888-528-2557. 
if you want to join the conversation. The question I'm asking, is it ever okay to hide the truth? You got to pass. Yeah, definitely. All right. So he decides he's not going to get the vaccine. He's going to pass, and Dr. Fauci and Mayor Mayor uh, Bowser move on. When you start talking about paying people to get vaccinated, when you start talking about incentivizing things to get people vaccinated, there's something else going on with that. Something, yeah. else, something it, else going I, on. It with is that. something going yeah. on. With something it. else. You're right. On. But I'm glad millions of people, like me and most everybody here, didn't get an incentive. You know what their incentive was? Protecting their health and protecting the city. Right. But that, I, I, right. I won't it's keep doing anymore. So what he's talking about is so many people had decided not to get the vaccine, and in particular in an inner city community or a black community with some reason to question what the government's doing historically. And he says, you know, you guys are giving out money. You're paying people or giving incentives. Remember that in California, there was a lottery that Gavin Newsom put forward that if you got your vaccine, uh, you might you might win money. They're going to pull your name out of a hat. There was this extra incentive. You know, the smallpox vaccine 100 years ago was a little more than 100 years ago. There was a mandate for that. Everybody had to get it and you would be fined if you didn't. Everybody went and got in line for that. You know why? Because 30 percent of people who got the smallpox died. People were dropping dead. It was it was that was all the incentive that you needed. Okay, it was a very significant thing. So this citizen, whether he's right or wrong, he feels that because you're trying to pay me to do this, this raises more questions in my mind. See, I don't think he's wrong for thinking that. Right. I I don't think it's not reasonable to say that. I'm not saying that the vaccines don't work or that he shouldn't have got. I'm not for this conversation. The issue is, is that we were forcing people to go against their will. And in many cases, not every case, but in many cases, the government was wrong and the citizens were correct. It's okay, because my, 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 my incentive, y'all campaign is about fear. It's about inciting fear in people. You all attack people with fear. That's what this pandemic is. It's a fear. It's fear, this pandemic. That's all it is. So he's pretty agitated and uh, you get it. Should the government have not told us things that they discovered were true, even though it confirmed certain conspiracy theories or confirmed what maybe some people who were saying lies were, but some they were right about some things? 888-528-2557. Are we unable to handle the truth? Are we as a country unable to hear difficult news or unable to process that maybe the science changes over time? Maybe people really believed Maybe Dr. Fauci actually believed that if you got the shot that you wouldn't pass it on. But five months later, he knew that wasn't true. Everybody knew that wasn't true. But in the meantime, in fact, as soon as everybody learned that, the Twitter files are saying that the government cracked down on anybody who would say it out loud. Why? 888-528-2557. Robert in Lomita, welcome to Southern California Live. Hey, thank you for having me on. Hi, Robert. Uh, How you doing? I'm good. Okay. Uh, first of all, freedom of speech. It's a constitutional right. Freedom of thought. The government has no right, absolutely no right, and, and no, no, neither does any other organization. They should lose their license to be able to broadcast. What they did was treason, absolute treason. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. They lied. They knowingly lied. It's not that they believed and they were saying what they believed. No. They lied, and then they refused to accept responsibility. All the stations that broadcast the lie, that went out of their way to shut down freedom of speech, they need to lose their license to broadcast. They, they committed treason. 
Well, many of those just went with what they were told, right? So you're being told by by this. And let's just assume for a minute that at first they believed it. What the the issue here with the Twitter files in particular is that once it was understood that certain claims about the vaccine or about the COVID virus, where it came from, natural immunity, things like that, once it was understood that the the narrative was not true, the Twitter files are pointing out that at that point, some in the media right. and social media and in the government worked together to stop people from hearing the truth because they felt like it would hinder or they felt like the language actually is that it would aid vaccine hesitancy and aid what they said were people who do spread misinformation. My thought is, how, are we that dumb as a society? No, like, we're not. And we need to be, we need, we're, we're intelligent enough to make informed decisions. Many people felt that it was unproven that these were safe, these vaccines were safe, or that they were actually, uh, um, how should I say it, um, workable. They actually did what they were supposed to do. Yeah. Turns out they weren't safe, and they didn't do what they said they were. It was supposed to stop the pandemic. Right. It, it didn't got, do got, some of I, that. I, I got, you know, I, there's argument I, I, about I, the safety, but it certainly didn't do what they said it was going to do. It, it surely didn't. Uh, I, I got COVID after I was vaccinated. Yeah. So, uh, and that's one of the other things that it, the uh, uh, and slow it down. Yeah. Uh, they lied, and yeah. they but they knowingly lied. After they found out the truth, yeah, see, that's, they still went out of their way to destroy lives. That, what I think destroy is, Robert, I, and I appreciate your call there, Robert, I think that the the deal here is that if you give the benefit of the doubt, and I think that's okay to give the benefit of the doubt, science changes, more research happens, you discover things later, you say things that you thought were true, but once you realize they're not true, and then you create a system to to shut down conversation that turns out actually to be true, that's where you get into, I think, a very, very bad thing. 888-528-2557. Rachel in Orange County, welcome to Southern California Live. Hi, thank you. Always great to talk to you. So, um, yeah, you know, to your question, do we think we should know everything, whether it's good or bad? Um, first of all, the you know, the fact that Fauci has to come and knock on your door is enough red flags for me to say I'm not buying whatever you're selling. That's kind of odd in itself. Secondly, um, you know, there's a, a quote from a, a, a movie, and it's from Men in Black, and he finds out about these aliens, and we're going to be annihilated. And he says, why don't you tell them? Why don't you just tell the people? And, and, and um, uh, Tommy Lee Jones says, the person can handle it, but the people can't which is kind of true, you know, uh-huh. uh, confusion and stuff like that. I personally, we were all vaccinated. Yes, I felt strong, uh, strong arm into getting it to keep my job, uh-huh. things like of that nature. So um, I reluctantly got vaxxed. We all did. My whole family did. We all got COVID and we all gave it, you know, so right. there's that. We, we just said, you know what, no more boosters, none of that. We felt a little... Duped, to be honest, but um, you know, in your question, should 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 we know the truth? I, I think yes, whether good or bad. But I do think back to that movie. A lot of people, you know, and 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 the mass formation maybe can't handle the truth. It's an interesting so, question as to when you would do that. So, say for example. Uh, the movie, if you're not familiar with Men in Black, um, there were aliens who were getting ready to blow up the Earth, and the question was, do we tell people? 
And the, you know, the idea in the movie, which is kind of funny, is that this goes on all the time, just it's better that people don't know. Maybe a more realistic one is if there is a asteroid headed toward the Earth that's going to uh, kill everybody, uh, do we tell people or not? Um, you know, somewhere there's a place where maybe you don't. You know, maybe we don't tell our kids every little thing that's going on because they don't need to. They don't need to know that the world's ending um, right at a certain time or that things are. Well, they might have the opportunity to say, "Wow, the world's going to end." You know, I better uh, accept Jesus. I, I think we're going to lose a lot of souls that way. Yeah, so, that would be uh, a reason for sure. Is... Yeah. Yes. <laughs> All right. Would. Hey, thank you very much for your thank call, you. Rachel. Uh, this is Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow, your host. The number is 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. Um, should there be things that the government doesn't tell us? Uh, we'll get back with your calls in just a moment and more on the Twitter files as the Monday edition of Southern California Live continues. Stay tuned. This is SoCal Live with Scott Furrow. Text Scott right now in the SoCal Live studio at 213-537-3812. Well, I heard that it doesn't um, cure it and it doesn't um, stop you from getting it. No. So on the very, very, very rare chance that you do get it, even if you're vaccinated, it's a very, you don't even feel sick. It's like you don't even know you got infected. It's very, very good at protecting you. That's Dr. Fauci, who is going on a walking tour of Washington, D.C. in 2021, encouraging people to get the vaccine. And this was early on when the vaccines became available. And what we have learned since then is what Dr. Fauci just said is not true. That it's actually, if you get the shot, you still can get COVID, as many of you have discovered. In fact, my, one of my best friends, he had the, the Pfizer one, and, you know, I don't know, five months later or something, he got COVID. And it was like most of us, he's sick kind of for a week, and, you know, he got through. But he was so mad. I thought when I got this, I'm just not even going to get it at all, because that's what they said. And I'm not saying that, that they didn't believe that at the time. Maybe Dr. Fauci completely believed that at the time. But what we've learned, and this is what I'm sharing with you really, is that the Twitter files, which is reporting that is going on from some reporters, Matt Taibbi is one of them, uh, Michael Schellenberger is another, there's a couple others. They have been going through the emails that have been going around in uh, Twitter. After Elon Musk bought it, he allowed access to behind the scenes what was happening with the censoring of certain information. And what they have discovered in repeated repeated different reports. Now, these reporters, as I've said, are not conservatives. They are, they would say they are liberals. They work for liberal leaning news magazines and other places, but they feel like it's their job as reporters, which it is, to report the facts. And some of the conclusions that they came up with is that the belief was by the government media, Stanford University, and something called the Virology Project or um, that discusses how to deal with misinformation. And there is misinformation about the vaccines and other stuff. There's a lot of stuff that people believe. But what they said is that certain things that people believe that we thought were not true, they turned out to be right, uh, particularly in areas uh, such as the ability to pass on the virus and what they called literally in quotes the increasingly popular narrative about natural immunity which later the Cleveland Clinic and others now are saying that actually your natural immunity from COVID is as good or better, uh, and probably better than the vaccine, which a lot of people said from the outset. Um, but you weren't allowed to say that. 
and you were being censored. And the government was involved, even though your censoring was was being done by private companies. The government was up to their eyeballs in it, in that conversation. And part of the reason, according to this set of Twitter files, is that the determination was made that the public cannot be trusted to make judgments on its own. It must be shielded from truth that undermine its faith and authority, meaning that you may not trust the governing officials if you learn that things that they were saying weren't true. My thought is that I think that governing officials should just come out and say, hey, I was wrong about that a few months ago now, and you would trust them. But by covering it up, now you have a reason not to trust them. This is a bad thing. 888-528-2557. Is it okay to not tell the truth or to not tell people that you were wrong about something when the truth comes out later in order to protect the greater good? That's the idea here. In order to protect something that was uh, something greater. The Virality Project, which you can find online, was specifically, ultimately, designed to help combat misinformation about coronavirus and about the vaccine, about immunity, about all kinds of things related to the shutdowns. It was it was created to figure out how do we sort through all of the information, so much of it isn't true, but it changed. It changed to not be about assertions of fact, but public submission to authority, acceptance of a narrative, and pronouncements by figures like Dr. Fauci and others. And it basically ended up saying, according to the Twitter files, that the animating concept was the public can't handle the truth. So here's what it said. I'm going to go through this just a little bit. And, you know, I, if, you, if you feel like this isn't this doesn't matter. I think it matters. I think that we have to recognize in this world that has changed. There's going to be social media. There is going to be other events, and there are currently, things that people are saying stuff and they have no idea what they're talking about. And it's on the right and left. There are people who just make it up. There are things that I see on Twitter every day that are news stories, some coming from the right, some coming from the left of things that are literally made up just by like regular people, like you sit down and you can go get yourself a Twitter account and just make up something right now. But but people will write breaking news and then they'll write some, you know, breaking news, you know, President Biden falls out of Air Force One and breaks leg. Well, he didn't do that. And there's no news report about that, none. Um, but there are people who will start believing that kind of stuff and sending it through the social media. And then things get started, and you've played the telephone game, that it, it turns into something um, completely incorrect. So the, the positive reason, I think, to, make, to try to figure this out is how do we stop people from making assertions that are just completely not true? What ended up happening is that assertions that were actually true or that turned out to be true uh, were then blocked. And you were told, in fact, you were a bad person. And, you know, I think that what we're hearing with some of these tapes today are the way that a lot of people felt and they had a right to feel that way. And they should not have been shut down with their information. What do you think about this? When, when is it okay to hide the truth? 888-528-2557. David in Culver City, welcome to Southern California Live. Hi there. You know... I just think this fomenting of distrust in the government is unhealthy. But I'll tell you, I think that in science, science evolves. Yes. The, the whole world was presented was pre, uh, presented with a catastrophe, the COVID virus. We lost a million people. We lost about 1% of people 60 and over. So it was a catastrophe. 
the va- if you listen to Paul Offit, who I think was a non-governmental person, he's the chairman of Pediatric Infectious Disease at University of Pennsylvania, he said it was a respiratory virus and that probably the vaccine would not be 100%. He didn't, he wasn't sure. In terms of your assertion that, that uh, the natural infection is just as good as, uh, as the vaccine, that's only true for Omicron. That hasn't been true for the earlier variants because the vaccine's not particularly effective against Omicron. So, you know, I, and I don't think you, I'd like to know who these people you're quoting, what you said they're respected magazines, what magazines. I don't think Dr. Fauci ever made a comment that you can't trust the people to make decisions. I don't know who said that. It might be some no, government. It's not, it's not Dr. And Fauci. So people, yeah. Okay. What this well, is is. With scientists I respect, like yeah. Dr. Fauci, Paul Offit, a respected virologist, almost always said, this is evolving. This is what we think. We'll have to see where the science leads us. So I think you're fomenting, you know, distrust of the government and Elon Musk fomenting distrust of the government. Twitter is not where I get my information. Seriously. The uh, thank you for your call, David. I appreciate that. The studies are very clear that people do not trust the government at all because of certain things like this. And some of the reason is not good, but some of it is true. And what this isn't about Dr. Fauci as much as it is about how government agencies blocked people from sharing opinions that turned out to be true, that was going against what the narrative was. And I think that, David, you should actually read this. Okay, Matt Taibbi, Washington Post, uh, you know, a few other magazines. These are these are mainstream people who are on the who are liberal. I don't know if they would call themselves leftists. They are often featured today in uh, the new Barry Weiss, who also is a liberal uh, free press. It's excellent journalism. And they get shot down because they don't toe the line on the far left. And I think it's worth the read, David, and anybody else to actually read it. Then you can make your own decision. I think that that's fine. But they present actual concrete evidence. They have emails and texts and conversations that they're publishing back and forth where things are said that you that are shocking against people making comments that turned out to be true that they call misinformation or malinformation, another term that I learned, that is the information might actually be true, but we're opposed to it on the platform because it might convince people to not get the vaccine or to convince them to do something that we don't want them to do or convince them that the leadership is bad. And my opinion is that that your Dr. Fauci's and everybody else uh, should not be in a situation where they have to defend a narrative that they know is true when later on it turns out that the science has changed. And the government should not have to defend, neither social media or anybody, information just to hold a narrative for political purposes. And that is the deal here. Listen to this. This is Dr. Fauci on this walk here. Let's do it with vaccine. Let's do it with vaccine. Oh, I'm not here. Hold on. Here it is. What are we going to do about those other states? Oh, my God. They're going to keep the outbreak smoldering in the country. It's so crazy. I mean, they're not doing it because they say they don't want to do it. They're Republicans. They don't like to be told what to do. And we got to break that, you know, unpack that. There you have Dr. Fauci talking about people who have a different opinion than him. And calling them Republicans and red states, you know, honestly, there's not much of a difference in the COVID and the red state and blue state other than response. And, you know, 
I think that a lot of the red state people were probably more right more of the time. And, you know, they we just shouldn't be shutting people down for speaking the truth. When we come back, I'll try to get you some more information on it. But I'll, and I'll tell you why the Twitter thing matters, because there's evidence, there's emails. And I'm sure that there are people who are going to have a different perspective in reading some of it. But it's worth our time, because imagine this is uh, the next thing coming. Imagine that, you know, the, the mistrust in government is there because of the censorship. That's a big part of it. I got to take a break. This is Southern California Live. The number is 888-528-2557. I'll be back in a minute as the Monday edition of SoCal Live continues. Stay tuned. This is SoCal Live with Scott Furrow. Join the conversation now by texting Scott in the SoCal Live studio at 213-537-3812. Jerry, just remember, it's not a lie if you believe it. Welcome back to Southern California Live. Scott Furrow with you. And, uh, you know, the question was asked, you know, what are the sources of people in the uh, Twitter files? And the sources are actual letters back and forth between government agencies, including the FBI, including the CDC, and people in charge of how to block, you know, basically security and misinformation at Twitter. But not just Twitter. It's also Facebook. It's also TikTok and all of the other socials are involved in these because there's these uh, emails often include sort of everybody from all the organizations. And the idea is you can go read them if you want to, and you can determine for yourself, you know, what does this say about the government's involvement in stopping information that they don't want out there? And this is some of the conclusions, and this is why this is really important, okay? Some of the conclusions are that the Virality Project, which is something from Stanford University that attempted to, and you can go Google it, it's, it's Virality Project. They put out a report about misinformation about the COVID and all of that, that they worked with government, academia, and uh, major news media, and, and the social media. And what they did was they organized behind the scenes a secret and unified effort. This is what the Twitter files shows, or what they claim it shows, and I agree to control political messaging about lots of different things. So the Hunter laptop, a whole other subject, right? You know, why is it that uh, right before the election, 50-some-odd, uh, you know, former CIA agents or whoever said that it was Russian disinformation? Well, today we know that it's not, that it's legitimately his laptop. Why was that done? Well, that's because there were projects like this going on behind the scenes to organize something to continue a negative or a narrative that – Maybe some people believed to be true at the time, but clearly it wasn't. See, this this story is important because it's very Orwellian and it's happening now. And this virality project was a success, okay? And it accelerated the evolution of digital censorship and it changed it, moving it from judging what is true or untrue to a model that focused on political narrative at the expense of fact. Okay, they changed something. And they did it in partnership, according to documents that are published with the CDC, okay, about the standard vaccine misinformation on the platform. It showed that now they are concerned about programs that, even though they are truthful, 
might make you feel less likely that you'll go get the vaccine. One of the statements in it, it shows that there was a gauging of disinformation by audience response. And it says, if the post-vaccine death of a black woman named Doreen Keynes in Virginia went unnoticed, uh, it inspired mostly anti-vaccine comments on local media. It becomes a disinformation event, even though it's true. Even though she did pass away after getting the vaccine. See, it's that kind of thing where they basically said, you know what? This goes against the narrative, and maybe it's going to cause people to exaggerate how often that happened. I mean, the numbers out there of a million people who get any drug, not just this shot, but any drug, there's a certain number of people who are going to have negative effects. That's true with Tylenol. That's true with anything you know. And it does get exaggerated. And when millions of people are taking the same thing, hundreds of millions of people, billions around the world, yeah, there's going to be a lot of death, a lot of side effects, even within the predictable number. And people should not exaggerate that. They should, you know, but my thought is that I don't think we should hide it either. I think people are able to understand that there's always something there. Anyway, if you go through this, there is all kinds of things. And one of the biggest points that it makes is that the virality project was extravagantly wrong, they said, on a whole lot of things that they claimed was misinformation. And that is what matters here, that the government, remember the government last year? Around April came out with all of a sudden the Disinformation Governance Board. And people said, wait a minute, where did that come from? Remember that? It was going to be guy that singing uh, person, uh, Nina Jankowicz, was going to do it. And, and it's like, you're, this is like the, uh, the Orwellian truth, uh, Ministry of Truth, right? What is this? And it finally didn't happen because of the public uprising on the right and the left, people on all sides. What are you talking about? You're going to have a Disinformation Governance Board. Who decides who's, what's disinformation? Well, this came out, you see the, the formation. People ask where'd it come from? Well, it came from this virality project and the Twitter files are, the, are showing you where this came from. They're showing you how these things came to be. And that's why it's important. There's always a, you know, they don't just appear out of thin air. It's not two guys in a smoke-filled room making these discussions. There's a process. And very often the process comes from people who want to do the right thing. It comes from people who think that they're doing good things. And that's why some it becomes dangerous when it turns out that they're, they're going from a basis that is not true or one where they want to hide what's true in order for people to protect themselves. So I would encourage you to go ahead and, uh, and check it out and realize this, this cannot happen. Uh, let me take a call here. Teresa in San Diego. Welcome to Southern California Live. How are you today? I'm good, Teresa. How are you? I'm doing great, thank you. So here's my thinking. Um, if the truth will set you free, as the Bible says it will, then I think we should we should start keeping secrets when we all decide we want to become slaves. You know, it's uh, it's just worth knowing what is true. Yes. Right? That's And I think that I feel like we're just better equipped to handle the truth than we are to be lied to or be or have things Agreed. hidden from us. And I think I think Teresa, we can also accept that people can be wrong. Yes. Right. And I think that is another piece here is that people who came out and said, including the president, including Dr. Fauci, other people who said, if you get the shot, you will not get sick and you will not pass it along to somebody else. Well, that was not true. Everybody would be better if they came out and said, you know what? I said that a couple of months ago. Turns out that's not right. I right. feel like people trust that. What they don't trust is not hearing that. And, well, uh, and, and when 
the agenda is crammed down your throats, regardless if, if they know it's a lie, when they know it's a lie and it's still crammed down our throats, that's, I mean... Well, that's what the Twitter files are showing, is that at some point when nope. they knew it wasn't true, they hid. Yeah. And that's, that yeah. is the problem. Thank you, Teresa, for your call. Uh, final thought here. Um, the, a study came out just last week about the CDC, about what people think about it. And it is a pretty significant study because it shows that there are many people who don't trust the CDC anymore, people who would have in 2020 but don't in 2023. And here's the reasons. Political influence on recommendations and policies, 74%. They believe that there is something political going on with how policies about our health are being implemented. What are we going to do about those other states? Oh, my God. They're going to keep the outbreak smoldering in the country. It's so crazy. I mean, they're not doing it because they say they don't want to do it. They're Republicans. They don't like to be told what to do. And we got to break that, you know, unpack that. That's the reason right there. It becomes politicized by the major figures. Now, I don't I think Dr. Fauci believes what he's saying right there, but he was wrong about the specific things they were talking about in that conversation. The second one is having giving too many conflicting conflicting recommendations, 73% private sector influence on recommendations and policies. We saw that. We saw the teachers union, the National Teachers Union basically write the CDC's reasons for keeping schools closed and it was nonsense. Why should people trust it? Inconsistency in following scientifically valid research. You remember it was follow the science until the science went against the narrative. Then people got off that train. You got to follow the science, like really. Uh, restrictive recommendations that go too far. And then 39%, I don't trust the government generally. Okay, there are people who just doesn't matter. I think that people would have better trust for the government and for anybody or any institution if we admitted when we're wrong. And that can apply to all of us in our own life. It can apply to the church, right? When the church has controversies, the church does much better when it just admits that it's wrong. The church does poorly when it covers it up or when it tries to say this didn't happen. As individuals, we do much better with our friends and family when we admit that we are wrong when we are wrong rather than try to cover it up or blame somebody else or do something else. It's the same. interesting thing to me is that these things are true on an individual basis and they're true on any corporate basis, in your company, in your church, or the government. This is something that has to be addressed. And this research that's coming out, it's, it's facts and figures, it's people, it's named names, it's evidence, like real evidence. And I think there's, there's certain things in there when I read the Twitter files and stuff where I go, well, that's some more opinion than it is fact. But then a lot of it you can just read for yourself and, and come up with your own interpretation. And I don't think it's far off from what these journalists are writing. All right, the truth, uh, it will set you free. The truth is important. Um, And you know, when you tell the truth, you're always better off. There's less to remember and people will trust you and that matters. All right, we gotta take a break. Lots of more things happening in the news. This is Southern California Live, Scott Furrow, your host. I will be back as the Monday edition of SoCal Live continues, stay tuned. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.